everyone, and welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by the On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at bdon300. Today, I'm joined by my co-host Ethan Wiles, and as crazy as it sounds, about 25 episodes into this podcast. We have our first game preview podcast upon us. We got the Buffalo Bulls here on Wednesday, November 4th at Husky Stadium. Let me check in with my co-host, Ethan, and then we'll get into this matchup and the rest of the action that's going on this week. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I remember sitting back here in March talking about sports being shut down, and now here we are on November, what, November 2nd, recording this, and we're two days away from kickoff, so we never thought we'd be here, but here we are. So kick off in our backyard in two sleeps. Yeah, and we kind of talked about it last, you know, last week on the game preview. In order to be the best, you got to beat the best. Both of us had the pleasure of being able to sit in on different press conferences this week with Coach Hammock and some of the players. I was able to sit in on the Mac West Coaches press conference, and Ethan was able to sit in on this week's uh, NIU player and coaches press conference prior to the game. Ethan, what were some of your takeaways from that press conference? And I think that may have been your first one here for NIU football. So from that experience, I know it wasn't in person, but but how did you enjoy the experience as well? It's crazy. I uh, was able to do basketball for a class, uh, obviously middle of the season, but got the in-person vibe there. But yeah, it's obviously different doing it over Zoom. Coach Hammock, Kyle Pugh, Cole Tucker, obviously all three great individuals here. Uh, Coach Hammock mentioned that they've got tape on both the Buffalo starting quarterbacks. They don't know which one they're going up with yet. Uh, That's a game time decision for Buffalo. So we'll see what they do uh, Wednesday night. But Coach Hammock seems pretty confident in the defense that they will be able to get it done. They have tape on both quarterbacks. So uh, and that leads it into Kyle Pugh, uh, you know, the juice man, the juice box guy. I think he's going to have one on the sideline Wednesday night. I don't know. He told me we'd have to see. So, uh, you know, who please got that little high C bottle on the sideline Wednesday night. And then, uh, you know, Cole Tucker, the local guy, you know, he knows he knows the Calvin, the Swiss Army knife, according to Coach Sorrentino. So he did say he was not a defensive guy, though. So do not expect to see any Cole Tucker on defense this year. Yeah, and I wasn't able to get as much time, but, you know, what I asked Coach Hammock was, is, and it's something we had talked about just that night before, kind of got invited last second, had no idea that the press conference was taking place, absolutely could not deny it, and I heard some of the other coaches speak, I heard Jason Candle speak before Coach Hammock, but Coach Hammock, I asked him, and, and I said, you know, what are some challenges that you have in scouting a team that doesn't have any game film from this year? And he he echoed some of the same sentiments that we were talking about on the preview episode where, you know, they have Antonio Nunn, they have Jarrett Patterson, there's tape on both quarterbacks like you talked about, Ethan, and they're returning about 15 starters. So it's a team that kind of still has somewhat of an identity from last year. By every stretch and every uh, calculation, most talking heads and Twitter suits have them winning the MAC. They are the odds-on favorite, as we stated last week. And just a team that has been a consistent force as as far back as, you know, the Khalil Mack days as a competitive team here in this conference. Obviously, their identity is they want to run the football. They do have expl- an explosive receiver on the edge in Antonio Nunn. And then one thing, too, Coach Hammock talked about was – is that number one defense in the MAC? So they were top in some of the other, you know, stat calculations and and stuff of that nature as far as the country goes. But as far as the Mid American Conference, they were the number one defense overall as a unit, and they are bringing back again, like I said, a substantial amount of starters. So for Husky Nation in return, 
a lot of people are starting to get scared that, you know, they're seeing, I believe, 29 or so freshmen on this roster. But one thing that I really want to say to put that sentiment and that narrative to rest, and one thing that will go to the true testament to how good of a recruiter Coach Hammock is, and we talk about this on Irish on Tap, Ethan, your ability to recruit talent that can come in and contribute as a freshman or as an underclassman at the level that upperclassmen do. And this year, we're going to find out that the culture change is taking place. Coach Hammock is bringing in his type of guys. And the people that we have in that locker room, regardless of what everybody else may think or perceive for this Huskies team, we're pretty confident with the guys that we got. And we know they're going to battle to the absolute last whistle. Yeah, and it's not even us that have that confidence I mean it's not even us that just have the confidence I mean you know we've talked to how many guys from that locker room and the interview that stands out to me the most this offseason was Dylan Thomas I mean that guy is going to come out Wednesday night and I think he's just going to light it up I mean he is going to be just one of the standouts from that talented defense and I really do think that NIU's defense this year will give last year's Buffalo defense a run for their money I think either way it's a matching game I think you know not seeing much 50 to 47, but I really do think you're going to see a good defensive battle Wednesday night. Yeah, and one of the interesting notes uh, that was released over the weekend, our guy, former walk-on turned scholarship athlete Trayvon Rudolph, was named to the starting receiver uh, core. So I thought that was not necessarily a, a huge surprise, but definitely something that we love to see. And, you know, looking forward, one thing we've talked about all offseason season. And we've been seeing clips. A lot of these guys, you know, we know personally, like Cole, Dennis Robinson, all these guys, we do have a lot of weapons in that receiver room. And I think the one thing that we talked about that's the most important, and I think the key piece to this NIU team is QB1, Ross Bowers, our guy, friend of the program. I think he has the keys to a Ferrari with the offensive players that he has in place. It is his second year in the system. And honestly, like like we've stated on this podcast, the guy is just cool calm and collected he just breathes confidence like all over the field he can run with the football he can make all the throws it's someone that we fully trust to run this offense and then at the end of the day too a guy like Dylan Thomas we got Kyle Pugh over there I I did go back and listen to uh the, the press conference and and that's a guy that like we've talked about a lot on this podcast he's been through so much he wants nothing more than to, to go out there in his last year, leave it all out there on the field, and to go get a MAC championship. So one thing I want to ask you, obviously with there really not being a spot on this Buffalo team that, that misfires, what do you think the best game plan is here for the Huskies on Wednesday to go out there and get this dub? I almost think, and you and I, I mean, we talk about it on Irish every week, I almost think you've got to establish the run game early. I know we talk about the talented wide receivers, but Man, look at the running back group. Look at that running back group and look at how good our offensive line is going to be this year. I think if you're able to establish that run game early, Ross Bowers is just going to be able to sling it all over the field. I do think, like I said, I think it's going to be a tough defensive battle. I really do think that that first game, I think it's going to be tough. I think we've seen it across the board with the Big Ten. We've seen it with the ACC, the SEC. Every week one is not clean, and that's that's not, you know, a dog on NIU. That's not a dog on Buffalo. It's just the nature of the beast. You know that week ones are never the cleanest football games. I think we're going to see penalties. I think we're going to see a lot of punts. But at the end of the day, if, if they are going to be able to establish long drives, run the ball, 
and eventually take some shots deep, I think you're able to win this football game. Yeah, and one thing we've talked about and even Coach Hammock brought up in the press conference was, it's crazy to say it, but it's going to be a beautiful day out there at Husky Stadium on Wednesday. Obviously, it's unfortunate that there will be no fans in attendance, but one of the nicest days that I can remember in my now third year uh, at NIU as a student going to football games. So definitely don't think weather will play a factor in this game. I think you have an opportunity to really open up the playbook, see what your young, you know, some of your young receivers, guys like Trayvon Rudolph have in store. Aaron Collins is going to be starting at the running back position. That's someone that Coach Hammock talked very highly of on this podcast. That is a transfer who I believe came from Hutchinson Community College. So absolutely hats off to Aaron Collins for winning the starting job in camp. And again, to Trayvon Rudolph, our guy Cole Tucker can be expected to be a staple in this offense. And one thing, too, that I think is is a low-key guy for the offensive juice man and someone that every college quarterback and every young quarterback can lean on and depend on is a good tight end. And that's our guy Daniel Crawford. So That is going to be one of my X factors in this game because with the way that the pass rush is set up, they bring back two stud defensive ends in Taylor Riggins and uh, Malcolm Kunsi. So at the end of the day, like the offensive line has to hold up. That is a strong unit led by, you know, one of our presumed captains in Braden Patton. So we would hope that they're able to give Ross a clean pocket to throw from. And Ethan, like you said, don't make it more complicated than it has to be. We talked to Coach Eisens. We know his mindset on, you know, getting three, four, five yards a pop. He doesn't have to go and hit the home run on every play. He knows his way to wear down a defense. When the time comes, he can take his shot, and the defense will either be playing up in the box or expecting the run. So I do expect still a run-heavy attack, but closer to 50-50 than we've seen in years past, in my opinion. I agree. You know, we I'm pulling up the notes here from our preview episode last week, and Right away, you look at Buffalo, best defensive team in the MAC last season, 43 sacks. They only gave up 94 yards uh, rushing per game. So it's going to be tough. I do. I'm going to stand by my tough defensive battle take. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, but they got to establish the run early. I think that if you're able to get that done week one, you're not struggling to find the run game come week two or week three. It's a six-game sprint. You need to you need to get on point week one. You need to get out there and. I really do think NIU has a good shot to do that against a really good Buffalo team week one. Yeah, at the end of the day, we know the type of matchup that it's going to be. Like we talked about last week on the preview episode, this is probably the toughest opponent that NIU will have to face all year. And then obviously, if they if they find a way to get into the MAC title game, I'm sure that's going to be a very tough game. But they, they do match up a little bit better against some of the other teams on their schedule. But Ethan, one of the points that you brought up that I think is very important in this year, and, and we can go back as far as April when we originally had Coach Hammock on the show the first time, one of the things that he said to me, and it stuck, or, and it stuck with me, was... Expect a lot of the unthinkable this year. Expect a lot of of big upsets, and and we've seen it in the Big Ten. We've seen it in uh, the ACC. We've seen you know Clemson almost lost last week. They play our Irish this weekend. That's a huge game in 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 the, in the scheme of the college football playoff landscape. But every week, one of these Goliaths goes down. I mean, Oklahoma State lost to Texas, and I know. People are probably saying, like, oh, why are you saying that's such a big deal? Oklahoma State controlled their their own destiny to win the Big 12 this year. And with Texas beating them, that threw a wrench in that whole thing. So like we talked about on this very podcast last year, it's a six-game sprint. The margin for error is so slim this year. 
But at the end of the day, as we saw in baseball, if you can get hot, you can definitely find yourself in the postseason in a hurry. That's going to be, and that's the craziest part about this six game season too, is that I think the Mac is so competitive within itself that these six weeks are going to be so fun. Whether you're an NIU fan who is rooting for the Mac or, or whether you're just an NIU fan in general, these six weeks are going to be something that has never been seen before. And the competitiveness and the edge to win is just going to be so much greater. And I think that a lot of people underestimate this NIU football team, but there are so many players in that locker room and there are so many players on this campus right now that know what these people are saying and they know that Buffalo is an 11-point favorite. NIU is going to win this game. They're going to cover. They're going to win. I don't care. They're going to win. They know what they have to do. This team is fired up. They've been fired up to play since the MAC made the announcement. They're going to win on Wednesday night. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, a hungry dog always runs faster. And and we shall remind you again, if you're a listener in Illinois, it is illegal to bet on Illinois college football. But if you're in a different state, have at it. I think 11 points or 10 and a half points, whatever they did have the line at, is a very high number for a home team, especially in week one. I mean, I think Vegas might lose a lot of money on their Buffalo Bulls this week, but I digress. At the end of the day, I do think this is a game that the Huskies do have a very realistic chance to go out there and win. And similar to how we talk about, you know, an uh, an NFL team or, or a college team starting that first drive, that scripted drive where you've been practicing those plays all week, all camp, and you know what you're going to run for the first 15 or 20 plays Go out there and execute it. Let's go out there and get an early score. Let's not have a three and out or a turnover or or a turnover on downs on that first possession. Let's set the tempo early in this game and let's carry that throughout the entire season. Because I think if you go out there in week one and you beat a team that everyone has picked to win this conference, you're putting the rest of the conference on notice. And also stacking Buffalo up against the eight ball, losing a game right off the bat. It's a six game sprint. Every game, in comparison, every game is worth two games, Ethan. It's normally a 12-game season. Every game is multiplied by two in in terms of importance in the standings. I just want to say I'm proud of us for being notable math guys for a change because that's impressive shit for us. But, hey, I couldn't say it better myself. You get the opportunity to play the Mac favorite week one. What a way to set the tempo for whatever season you have, whether it's the one game, whether it's two games or six games. You're able to knock off a favorite, a, a, a number one, whatever it may be. That's a huge statement win. What a better way to do it at home and on week one. Yeah, and in a crazy year like this where we've seen our new favorite team in the world, the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, make their way all the way up to the 15th ranking, Buffalo's probably got to be sitting there thinking, if we run the table in the MAC and, and we give the MAC hell, there's a very good opportunity that we're looking at a, a top 20 ranking. Like, I'm not even going to say 21 through 25. If Buffalo does what everyone thinks they're supposed to do, there's a very good opportunity that they could be in a good position to be in a quality bowl game and undefeated at the end of the season. Let's go out there and kill that narrative week one. Let's send them back on that plane to wherever the heck Buffalo is in New York. I don't know if it's in the north, the east side, wherever the Buffalo Bills are at, the Buffalo Bulls can't be far behind them. And we got to send them back with a sour taste in their mouth, because at the end of the day, I want to put this stat out there for Huskies fans. NIU leads this series all time 12 to 1. So let's, you know, history does have a have a, a tendency to repeat itself. And 
I know this isn't the same matchup as years past, and we haven't played them since that that 2018 MAC title game where NIU came back and went 30 to 29 to win the MAC. But at the end of the day, like this culture that the team has kind of taken on with Coach Hammock throughout this year and a half or around two years that he's been on campus since he's been the head coach, I think is something to take notice. And at the end of the day, like you have to look at the history of this NIU team being one of the powerhouses in the MAC and they will be back. It could be this year. Like we could just have had a small detour last year and we could be back in contention. And, and remember one thing too, Ethan, coming down the stretch, even as late as the Toledo game, they still had their shot to be in that MAC title game last year. Absolutely. I mean, we, we've said it all last season too. There were plenty of opportunities for this team to win games. That Ball State game was a slip up game that they should have won. That is one game in particular that sticks out to me. And they were right there last season. You and I both saw it, and I think that this year really, like you said, has the potential to be a good football season for this team. I think that Coach Hammock has finally instilled what the hard way should be at this school, and this football team is going to take it and run with it, whether there's cardboard cutouts in the stands or actual fans. And whether or not there are fans in the stands this year or next year or however many years, this football team is going to be fun to watch. Yeah, and at the end of the day, I feel like, Looking at this matchup, the one thing that I want to say is I did just mention NIU is 12-1 and in this series. Buffalo has never beaten NIU as a member of this conference. They're 0-11 all time since joining the conference in 1999. So, again, not a math guy, not a numbers guy, but numbers don't lie. And, and we have literally never lost to this team in the MAC conference. Obviously, we've talked at nauseum about Jarrett Patterson. This is a guy that ran for almost 1,800 yards last year. At quarterback, they're either going to be trotting out there Kyle Van Trees or Matt Myers. Both quarterbacks had significant playing time last season, and they bring back a quality number one or a quality number one receiver, ironically number one on their team, Antonio Nunn at 5'11", 200 pounds. He's a senior. Definitely made some noise last year in the passing game, and he is really one of those. He kind of reminds me of like a Darnell Mooney or an Anthony Miller with he has that speed. He can definitely take the top off a of defense. He had six touchdowns last year on 49 receptions and around 700 yards. So definitely someone that our DBs are going to have to take a very close look at. Yeah, I do think that at the end of the day, Jared Patterson is going to be the guy to keep your eye on. I, I think that those stats right there, almost 1,800 yards speak for themselves. I think that the the quarterback controversy will kind of rear its head a little bit, and I think the run game will be the ultimate game plan for Buffalo and I use defense just has to step up and realistically whether they want to run the ball or pass the ball I think this defense will be too good I think I use defense is going to stand out and they're going to beat Buffalo but either way you got to stop the run first and like I said you don't know what quarterback Buffalo is going with I think that that's kind of obviously some trickery from Buffalo but who knows I think that the run game will be important and if NIU is able to shut that down and you're able to throw the ball up Dylan Thomas is making plays back there good luck so yeah, we're going to go ahead and take a look at the death chart, obviously, since it was released, since we last recorded. Back-to-back episodes with no guests. I hope you guys are getting used to some of our crazy outlandish football takes, and we'll have some hot takes and predictions here before the end of the episode on what we think is going to happen on Wednesday. If you haven't joined us for some of our other podcasts, uh, i.e. Bears on Tap or Irish on Tap, every week we'll give you players of the game that we feel are going to have a breakout game in order for the Huskies to win. We'll also give you a score prediction and a couple two-tree hot takes, depending on how we're feeling with a certain opponent. But no surprise here at quarterback, obviously. Our guy and friend of the program, Ross Bowers, at tailback. We had mentioned Aaron Collins is going to be the one leading the charge at 
you know, the number one tailback position. At tight end, Daniel Crawford, obviously no surprise there. Wide receivers one, two, and three in no specific order. Cole Tucker, Tyrese Ritchie, and Trayvon Rudolph. Obviously, shout out to Trayvon for making that happen. And and, uh, Tyrese Ritchie, another guy that I've had the opportunity to share the classroom with. The guy is an absolute burner. Just give him a little bit of daylight and he'll make something happen. We saw him wiggle and and shimmy his way onto, I think it was like a 74-yard touchdown last year against Western Michigan. That was a huge play in that game and that ultimately helped them win that game. No surprises here on the offensive line. We got Marcus Cox, Ben Olsen, Braden Patton, our guy at the anchor over there at center, uh, Logan Schernitz at right guard, and Nolan Potter, friend of, I believe, Brett Bostad and Nick Ratt and the cheeseburger man himself, Nolan Potter over there at right tackle, Mr. Butterburger. And then at defensive end, we got Pierce Opong at freshman, so that's a little bit of a surprise to me over Cortez Hogan's. Demond Taylor or Jeffrey Griffin will be at one of the defensive tackle positions. And then Wesson Kramer and James Esther, someone who's been talked about a lot on this podcast, will be at the other defensive tackle position talked about by Coach Hammond and Coach Jackson as well. The other defensive end position is a guy in Rasheen Thomas, someone that Coach Jackson talked really highly about, someone who at 6'5", 250 or 6'4", 257 pounds at freshman is an absolute force to be reckoned with and someone that we can expect to get after the quarterback, whoever it is that they put out there on Wednesday. As far as the outside linebacker positions go, we have Kyle Pugh and Lance DeVoe, two redshirt seniors, two people that we would not want anybody else in those positions not to say that the people behind them aren't capable but I would not want to have anybody else but those two guys leading our defense with the experience and the skill level that they play with. And our guy, friend of the program, former walk-on Nick Routine, starting at middle linebacker. Love to see that. Shout out to our guy, Nick. Another surprise here at the cornerback position, transfer corner Jordan Gandy and DeKalb Native will be starting at one corner position. Devin Lafayette, freshman, has earned the other starting or has earned the starting safety position alongside Jordan Hansen and then our guy, Dylan Thomas, to round it off or at the other cornerback position I would assume cornerback one and someone that we can expect to be following Antonio Nunn on Wednesday that was so much talking Ethan please ease this off me how do you feel about this death chart what are your surprises what do you think the strengths are and and how do you feel as far as these are the 22 that we're going to start out with I know there's going to be some substitutions and a lot of different packages but how do you feel about this group well first of all I think or my takeaway from the defense was just how many freshmen were on that team, but just about how many good names from that freshman group were talked about in the offseason on this podcast. I mean, there are so many names that stand out from the veteran group, but, you know, the fact that we've got how many freshmen on, uh, starting on that 11 group, I mean, it all starts up front with Weston Kramer. I think, like I said, it starts with the run for Buffalo, and you've got a guy like him up front to stop that run and get pressure on the quarterback. And, and like you said, two guys off the edge coming in like that Buffalo is going to have a hard time getting the ball off they're going to need to resort to the run they're not going to do it Kyle Pugh Nick Routine those two guys Lance DeVoe as well that is a dangerous linebacking core all around that defense is solid I think we've talked about this offense from from the beginning just how good this is and you know I think something to talk about going back you said the depth of this group and and that is something we've talked about as well. And it's such an important thing to have this season because, you know, we've seen the injuries and unfortunately we've seen, you know, the the athletes test positive. We hope that that doesn't happen here. You know, the medical staff has done a great job so far. We hope that it doesn't happen, but, you know, in a world where we've seen it happen with one of the best quarterbacks in the country, it can happen to anybody. So, you know, it's an important season to have depth, whether it become injury or, God forbid anything else, you know, so 
this team is dangerous. This team has very many weapons, whether it's the wide receiver group or whether it's the cornerback group. Now the kicking in there, the special teams group is even strong. So I, I don't know, man. I really do just have so much confidence in this team this year. Six games isn't a lot, but like you said, they are magnified by more than two times, in my opinion. I think that they have such an opportunity to win six games and win the MAC and build a foundation for a full season next year that this team just needs to come out and fire on all cylinders Wednesday night. Dude, one thing that I want to say, and this is completely off topic and you might slap me for it, but... We've officially made it. We have the pronunciation card right on the side of the depth chart. Shout out to our people over at the NIU Athletic Department for hooking us up with the game preview, game notes. So it is Marcus for Marcus Cox. For our guy, Logan Schernitz, it is Schernitz. So we did get that right. We're two for two. Well, I'm not going to give myself credit because I always say Marquise. I apologize, Mr. Cox. It is Marcus. I am looking at it right here on the pronunciation list. Ethan, do you have any other names on this roster that you have an issue pronouncing? Because I think... We have definitely had our mishaps, and usually I'm the name guy that messes it up, but we haven't had too many crazy names come here yet, so. Not that I can think of. I mean, hey, if we're able to remember our names, I think that's the best part. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so I think the only other one that we've gotten wrong so far, the pronunciation for for Javon, it says Javon, it's uh, J-U-H and then V-O-H-N, obviously that's not how he spells it, but that is the pronunciation, so Javon Ducker, uh, apologize to him we had JV on before that that was on us but again Ethan not to beat a dead horse I mean at the end of the day we know how we feel about this team that and at the end of the day they know how they feel about themselves they know they have the playmakers they know they have the coaching staff they know they have the fan base and the support obviously we won't be there but I I can fully expect a husky twitter to have an absolute night on Wednesday. I mean, Maction is going on across the entire conference. I think there's like six games taking place on Wednesday. Some of the other notable games that are taking place that I feel will be pretty good games on, you know, for example, Ohio versus Central Michigan. Those teams are two pretty evenly matched teams, teams that could potentially be fighting for a MAC championship towards the end of the season. Miami of Ohio, a team that played in the MAC championship last year, will be uh, hosting Ball State. And then one final game that I think could be a close game, but we'll kind of see, and it's something that we talked about last week, uh, Eastern Michigan, Kent State. Really interested to see how Eastern Michigan will bounce back after the departure of Mike Glass III, obviously through graduation. But there are a lot of great games in the MAC. I believe they all take place here on Wednesday. So if you're anything like Ethan and I are, who unfortunately, well, fortunately enough, will be at the game. But if we were not at the game, we would have every TV in our family room tuned into a different game. So have at it. There is a full slate of match. And Ethan, is there anything else about any of the other games that stand out to you about this week's slate of match? I think the only other close game, I think otherwise, Western Michigan, I think is just going to blow out Akron. And I think the same thing with Toledo. I think Bowling Green just isn't there yet. But A game to keep an eye on, Miami of Ohio and Ball State. I really think that that is something to keep an eye on. Ball State's been a program that has been building towards success. Obviously, we saw them come into NIU and beat them in a a weird game last year. But Miami of Ohio is another team that got a lot of first-place votes in the coaches' poll. They didn't get as many in the media poll, but the coaches think Miami of Ohio is going to be good this year. Ball State, like I said, is a team that I've kept my eye on over the past couple of years. And I really do think Ball State has a good chance of being a good program back in the MAC again. So I think really outside of Buffalo NIU, that is another good one to keep your eye on Wednesday night. 
Yeah, and anytime you know you have two of the top quarterbacks in the conference going against each other, and, and Drew Plitt and Brett Gabbert, it's obviously going to be fireworks. Obviously, across the conference, we hope that everyone is able to get to Wednesday, get all their tests and have no cases, obviously, and be able to have a safe game on Wednesday. But other than that, Ethan, what are your two players of the game, one on offense, one on defense, and, and a score prediction for this week against Buffalo? I think my offensive player of the game is pretty obvious. Ross Bowers is a guy that I've talked about. He was a hell of a guy on the podcast. I, I'm predicting a big season out of him. You know, I think if uh, if the Mac had a Heisman, I think Ross Bowers is going to be the guy. I'll put my pick in for that right now. I think he's going to have some really big passes. Like I said, NIU is going to have to establish the run, but those chances that Coach Hammock will take deep, Ross Bowers is going to connect to our guy Cole Tucker there. Big touchdown early. I think NIU will win this game. I think it's going to be low scoring, though. I'm going to go NIU 17-13. And who do you have for the defensive player of the game as well? I'm going to go the juice man. I think you're going to see something fun out of this defense, whether it be a pick, whether it be a fumble. Kyle Pugh will lead the charge on defense. There's going to be some kind of juice box on the sideline. I'm telling you, he had a smile on his face in the press conference when I asked him about it. Coach Hammock was laughing. Everyone in the press conference was laughing. Something will be up this defense sleeve uh, on Wednesday night. We're going to see some plays. We're going to see some juice boxes being thrown around. I'm telling you, NIU's defense is a force to be reckoned with this year. NIU's going to win this football game. Yeah, and for me, it starts up front. I am not going to have an actual player of the game, but I'm going to go out and say the offensive line, led by our guy Braden Patton at the center position, is going to have all five of them. I'm just going to say the whole unit is going to have the game of their life because at the end of the day, they know the type of pass rush they're going up against. They know that they're going to have to give Ross a clean pocket to throw from, and they know at the end of the day, they're going to be under duress. Obviously, with with them having the success that they have rushing just four rushers, add a blitzer or two into that, that offense is going to have to be on their toes and keeping pressure out of Ross's face in order for him to have time to make plays down the field. And then in order for our running backs, guys like uh, Aaron Collins and Rondarius Gregory to get it going, obviously I expect Ross to contribute, let's say maybe 25, 30 yards on the ground. He's good for that just about every game. No crazy flips though, Ross. We need you all season. It's only a six game sprint. We can't afford to lose you for any week. So let's try and slide or get out of bounds, my guy. But on the defensive side of the ball, I'm actually going to go in the secondary. I'm going to go Devin Lafayette. So I know people get concerned and they see, you know, a freshman in the in the starting lineup in week one. And they're kind of like, what is the state of the NIU team? Why do we have so many freshmen starting and playing in these positions where, again, at the safety position, you're the last, you're the last line of defense. So in order for Coach Hammock and Coach Jackson to have, you know, Devin out there in his freshman year after just getting to campus quite, a, you know, just a few months ago, shows the trust that they have in him and... In turn, I'm going to also put my trust in him, and I think he's going to have a great game out there. He's got a great secondary that he's playing alongside of it with guys like uh, Dylan Thomas and Jordan Gandy, the transfer corner. So expect a physical game from that secondary. And one thing that's very important, and you talked about, Ethan, is the way our our front seven handles Jarrett Patterson. And I think they have all the dogs and all the horses in the stable to be able to take care of it. All three of our linebackers are absolute bruisers. And again, your guy, Wesson Kramer, it starts up front. 
that front seven is going to have to have the game of their lives. But like we tweeted earlier from the account, they came into this game as 10 and a half point underdogs. But I just got to sit here and I got to pose this question to you. And I got to pose this question to Husky Nation, especially in this year where the unthinkable has happened at every left or right turn in everybody's life. Not just my life, not just Ethan's life, not just the life of our student athletes. Everybody that's listening to this podcast or has listened to this podcast was affected by something in this year. So I ask you in turn, why not us? Why can't NIU do what everybody is saying they can't do? So Wednesday, we find out if this team is for real. And I honestly think they are. I just cannot wait to get to Wednesday. I don't even know how I'm going to sleep for these next two days. Yeah. Hey, I'm telling you, I think, uh, you know, you know, it's been a it's been a brutal week. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to be in Husky Stadium Wednesday night. We get a very, very blessed opportunity to be in Husky Stadium masked up. You know, we're not we shouldn't be bundled up. I don't think yet, but you know, we will be wearing the masks. You know, we will be doing all that. So, uh, you know, like I said, we're we have a great opportunity in front of us to be one of select few to to witness Husky football live this year. But hey, we're gonna bring it all to you every every game. We may not be at all six, but you know, we're gonna bring you the coverage each six games. And I'm telling you, they're all gonna be wins, and we're gonna be riding this out in Detroit, and we're gonna be taking videos when we're riding up to Detroit in what December, whatever month it may be, when we're 6-0 and riding up to Detroit. What an absolute ride that would be, and something that I really wish I would have taken part of in 2018 when it was my first year here on campus. But, you know, one thing I really want to say, too, and we say it almost every episode, but again, you know, Ethan and I are just two students. I'm a grad student. He's a undergrad student. People that just have love for the game, we have covered the Chicago Bears and covered Notre Dame, and I, you know, we still currently do uh, for the ONTAP Sportsnet, but this is something that honestly is... I'm going to go out and say it, and I'll put it on the airwaves. I hope some of our fellow on tap people uh, get to this point, but they've also echoed this same sentiment. This is some of our best work, and this is some of our most meaningful work. And every interview, every episode, every preview and post-game podcast, you're going to get your absolute best from us because at the end of the day, this was an opportunity that was earned. It was not given. We have earned everything that we have gotten in this media world, and this is something that Ethan and I both want to do for a career. So at the end of the day, we appreciate all the support from the fans, the listeners, the people that have that have helped make this podcast the great podcast that it is and, and gotten us to the point that we are at today. But like Ethan said, we have the blessing to be one of the very select few people to be allowed inside Husky Stadium. And we promise you as listeners of this podcast and people that support us, we will not disappoint. We will try to get out quarterly or half, to, you know, an episode or not an episode. I wish we could get an episode out each quarter, but we will try to get a short video clip out each quarter and at halftime to kind of dissect what just happened during said quarter. We will try to get out as many pictures and videos if we have some of the uh, some of the parents of of the players on this team. We'll try to get out as many pictures and videos of the players. We're trying to get our hands on a nice, you know, photo slash video uh, dual threat camera, but unfortunately we two pro college kids, so we could not get our hands on one up to this point. But we promise you guys stick with us. The coverage is going to be great this season. And at the end of the day, like Ethan promised, this is a team we do believe, and it's going to sound like a homer pick, and it's going to sound like, oh, you just go to NIU and you cover the team. You think it's going to happen. We're football guys. We know our stuff. We're big on upsets and big on under dogs and we think this niu team could take care of business ethan do you have any wrap-up thoughts before we get to this game here on wednesday let's just get to wednesday let's just get to wednesday six o'clock espn to husky stadium i i don't know what kind of crowd noise there is my girlfriend was telling me that they were working on the sound earlier today they've got like the marching band pumped in very odd 
very odd scene. I think that's going to be a little weird, but hey, it's going to be rocking either way, whether it's you and I making the place rock, whether it's whoever. I think this place is going to be, DeKalb is going to be fun again. It's unfortunate that you know we can't celebrate what this season is going to be, but I have high hopes for this football team. The locker room has high hopes for themselves, and like I said, at the end of the at the end of the year, if we're riding to Detroit six and zero, it's a good year. Yeah, and one my one final note, and I'm gonna ask for not saying it because it was one of the only uh, or one of the two questions that I asked Coach Hammock, and I did ask him about the crowd noise because we've seen in the NFL and in certain other games in the NCAA where crowd noise is pumped in, but there are certain regulations and stipulations as to the level or decibel of said crowd noise and what level it can be played at at certain points in the game. So expect different levels of noise when NIU has the football as to when Buffalo has the football, but expect them to stay within the limitations and within the guidelines and rules that the NCAA has put in place for fair play. Because at the end of the day, College football is not supposed to be played in an empty stadium. We're happy to have the season here. And, and you know, I will say at the beginning of quarantine, uh, when we were kind of just like, Ethan, remember, we were watching like NASCAR, MMA, and like English soccer. It was always weird seeing on the broadcast the crowd noise being pumped in. So Husky fans, don't freak out. It is artificial crowd noise, and it is kind of a trip the first time you hear it. But at the end of the day, we are Huskies on tap a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies presented to you by the ONTAP Sportsnet. We'll be out there at Husky Stadium on Wednesday. We'll try and get you every single bit of coverage of the game. And then we'll be back here on Thursday morning with the recap episode, recapping our victory against the Buffalo Bulls, where we can shock the rest of the MAC conference and put it into perspective that we are a team to reckon with in this conference. But I got nothing else for you guys. And go Huskies. In the kitchen whipping magic. I got living in the living the We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for none. I took the heart away. Twelve put me overcoming with it. They took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jumping in heart away.